If you will, turn to Deuteronomy um, 4. Just one minute. And do them, for the, for this is your wisdom and your understanding in the sight of the nations, which shall hear all these statutes and say, Surely this great nation is a wise and understanding people. For what nation is there is so great, who hath God so nigh unto them, as the Lord our God is in all things that we call upon Him for? And what nation is there so great hath statutes? statutes and judgments so righteous as all this law which I set before you this day. Only take heed to thyself and keep thy soul diligently, lest thou forget the things which thine eye have seen, and lest they depart from the heart of all the days of thy life. But teach them thy son and thy son's son. Especially the day that thou stoodest before the Lord thy God in Horeb, when the Lord said unto me, Gather me the people together, and I will make them hear my words. Then they may learn to fear me all the days that they shall live upon the earth, and that they may teach their children. Thank you, Holt. Good morning, church. Thank you so much for being here today. Keep your Bibles open there in Deuteronomy and we'll turn to some other passages as well uh, here shortly. I do want to say thank you uh, for those that are visiting. We ask that you will stick around after our services so that we might get to know you better today and thank you again for coming our way. Thank each of you for choosing to be here outside. It may be a drizzly, dreary morning, but uh, we are thankful that you are here uh, to be with us to worship Almighty God. Thank you so much. I also want to thank all of those who put so much work into our Vacation Bible School last week. Uh, I want to thank all of you that were here on Wednesday night to go around and see our learning centers. I want to challenge you to be thinking about next year. This is a great opportunity for us to reach out to our community. Uh, I had someone mention in one class there were only a handful of people in that class in that particular age group from this congregation. And that's wonderful. And that's something to be excited about. That's something to pray about. And I want to remind you of that to remind you that what we do in Vacation Bible School is important. And so I want to thank you for your prayers and thank all of those for that hard work and uh, again be thinking about next year. Again I want to reiterate and say again to be praying for our group that will be leaving this week uh, for Miami uh, to go on that mission trip and take this same vacation Bible school down, uh, down there. Imagine if you will you tuck your children into bed one night you say your prayers with them and, and then tell them goodnight and you go off to bed. And you wake up the next morning and you find that your children are not there. They're missing. Someone has taken them. Someone has either come into an open window or an open door and they have taken your children. What would you do? Well, of course, we know what we would do. 
We would first call the police and then we would organize neighborhood searches. We would desperately search for our children until they are found. And the, the reality is that there is a thief in all of our homes. Luring, pulling, trying to capture and steal the hearts of our children, of our young people, and yes, even adults. You see, there's a war going on. And as we think about and continue to think about today, our families and families living for the King, what I want us to think about today is fighting for our families. You see, the war that is going on, the battleground is the battleground of our hearts and our minds. And Satan is at work. Satan is fighting. And you see, what is being used today to battle for our hearts and our minds in our families is that of the media and the entertainment industry. I want you to know, as I thought about this over the last week, I was greatly challenged. Because the reality is, there are likely very few people that have not been touched by the media or the entertainment industry. I know we have. And as I read different things and different statistics, I was challenged all the more. And I want you to know, I don't really stand here with many answers outside of Scripture. But I stand here with my own self being challenged of what will I fight for? Of what will I do for my family? You see, my mind has already been going and thinking about what, what differences, what things can I do differently, what things can we do differently to fight this battle in our families. And so I hope that as we look at some of these things this morning, you too will be challenged. Let us pray. Holy Father, we realize, though sometimes we get caught up in ourselves, we realize there's a war going on. We are in the battle. And Father, we realize the enemy. We realize Satan is fighting. And he's subtle. And Father, he is in our world and our culture today. Father, help us to never forget that. But help us to always remember as well, Father, the tools that You give us that we'll think about this morning to battle against these things that Satan puts before us. Father, help us. Father, as the entertainment industry and Satan through that medium is attacking us, attacking our families, attacking our own selves, luring our hearts away from You. Father, help us to stand and fight. And Father, we thank You. We thank You for all that You have done for us. We thank You for Jesus. We thank You that He died on that cross for us for the forgiveness of our sins. Thank You, Father. Watch over us and help us. In Christ's holy name we pray. Amen. You see, as we think about these things, what the main thing we have to think about is if there's a battle going on, am I in the battle? Am I there in the battle or am I just standing on the sidelines? 
Am I fighting for the things that are most important? Are we desperately fighting this battle too? As if our children had been taken out of our homes. Are we fighting with the same desperate mindset and attitude? You see, we have to realize that we live in a world that's been saturated with media and the entertainment industry. And we must fight for our families. A couple of things I want us to think about this morning. First of all, as I said in my prayer, we have to realize first who the enemy is. The enemy is Satan. And for the most part, the media and entertainment industry, that's his territory. That's where he rules. I want you to notice uh, several things on the screen, some statistics. In 2020, the entertainment and media market in the United States is expected to be worth over 720 billion U.S. dollars. On a global scale, the entertainment and media market was worth 1.72 trillion U.S. dollars in 2015 and is set to rise to 2.14 trillion dollars by 2020. A lot of money has been poured into the media and entertainment industry. And we see the evidence of it. We see both the good and the bad. We live in a culture that's saturated by this. And you see, the reality is, it's right at our fingertips. I mean, there's very few people in our nation today that does not have access, have or have access to a cell phone, a mobile device, a tablet, an iPad, the internet, or television. You see, it's everywhere. And it affects almost every single one of us. Notice some other statistics. Uh, in the film and entertainment industry, box office receipts reached just over $11 billion in 2017. Home video sales reached $107.9 billion in 2017. The United States has a mature TV audience. And that uh, television subscriptions will remain static at $100.8 billion through 2018. The music industry grew to $18.3 billion in 2017, which was up from $17.2 billion in 2016. Streaming music is expected to increase almost 20% to $7.4 billion by 2021 as consumers opt to subscribe to music services. In the reading and uh, publishing sector, which includes both physical and digital books, it is the largest in the world with $37 billion in sales in 2017. Consumer books cover the largest market share by far, followed by educational and then professional books. By 2021, digital publishing will account for 45% of all publishing. And of course, young people, the gaming industry comprises a significant amount of the music, media and in, music industry. 
uh, media and entertainment industry over $23 billion in revenues in 2017. Today's consumers have access to multiple devices for gaming, including PCs, mobile phones, digital or physical consoles and tablets. In 2017, eSports ticket sales in the U.S. grew at a 19.7% rate, while eSports streaming advertising grew 35%. Now, I realize... And I know we all realize that all technology, all media, all entertainment is not bad or sinful. But what we have to be aware of is the amount of money that's being poured into this industry and the reality that Satan is right there in the middle of it and he's working. And to some degree he's winning. We have to remember we're in a fight. And the fight really is not against the media or the entertainment industry, is it? That's just a tool that Satan uses because we have the opportunity to use the same tool for lots of good. Number one, for spreading the gospel of Jesus Christ all over the world. You see, we have to remember who we are in the fight with. We're in the fight with the enemy, and that's Satan. But Satan has been using the basis of what the media and entertainment industry uses to lure our hearts. He's been using this for years. In fact, since the beginning of time. You remember, we've talked about this before. Back in the Garden of Eden. Genesis chapter 3. Do you remember how when Satan came to Eve? I want you to notice the basis in verse 6 of how, what he did to tempt Eve. So when the woman saw that the tree was good for food, that it was pleasant to the eyes, and the tree desirable to make one wise, she took of its fruit and ate. She also gave to her husband with her and he ate. After Satan worked on Eve, after he battled for her mind and for her heart, then he appealed to her three basic areas of temptation. The same three that in Matthew chapter 4 he lunged at Jesus with. The same three that John records in 1 John chapter 2 verses 15 through 17. Do not love the world or the things in the world. If anyone loves the world, the love of the Father is not in him. For all that is in the world, here it is, the lust of the flesh, the lust of the eyes, and the pride of life is not of the Father, but is of the world. And the world is passing away and the lust of it. But he who does the will of God will abides forever. The lust of the flesh, the lust of the eyes, and the pride of life. And the media and entertainment industry, what are they full of? They're full of sensuality and self-indulgence. And Satan is right there pouring all that stuff into our homes, into our offices, into our hands... Therefore, into our minds and into our hearts. And we just simply need to be aware. Satan uses it to work on our lust for things. He uses it to work on our our pride to capture our hearts. And he does it subtly. Remember in Genesis chapter 3 and verse 1, what the Bible says about Satan? Now the serpent was more cunning than any beast 
of the field which the Lord God had made. He was more cunning. He's at work. That's why Peter said, Be sober. Be clearly thinking. Be vigilant. How would we search for our children if they were lost? Vigilantly. And Peter says, Be right thinking. Be vigilant. Because your adversary, you see, that's the enemy. He's crouching down like a lion, waiting for us, waiting for that opportune moment when we are alone and when we are most vulnerable. And He's waiting to pounce. He's waiting to attack. He's waiting to fight. By the way, on a lighter note, do you know who the number one character this week in vacation, last week in vacation Bible school was? It was the lion. Just ask the kids. Check it out on Facebook. It was the lion. And though that was funny, the reality is lions have been shown in Scripture, on television, to attack those who are alone and seem weakest. And that's the way Satan works. And he's using the, the same medium, a, very, a medium that we also have the opportunity to use. So I challenge us, as we think about this fight, let's us battle Satan using the same medium. Let us be careful what we put on the media, social media. Let us be mindful of the things we put out there that make sure those things are of God. And let's fight and let's battle Satan. We need to realize that these things are happening. Parents, adults, one thing we have to be careful of is that we not tell our children and our young people not to do something and then we turn around and we do it ourselves. You see, that's a challenge. It's a challenge for me. I'm pointing the finger at me, not you. It's a challenge for all of us. And Satan wants nothing more than for us to be addicted to the gods of our culture. In other words, he wants us to serve them and worship them instead of serving and worshiping Father God. So what can we do? I've mentioned it several times. Fight. The fight. Do not give up. We cannot sit by and passively deal with this issue. We cannot sit by and just ignore what's happening. We have to realize the kind of culture that we live in and we fight to set the right examples as we use media. As we go to entertainment events for our families and for others. I want us to think about a few examples of those fighting and of how culture 
bleeds over into God's people and affects God's people. We talked about them last week, the judges. Bradley let us off Sunday night talking about the kind of environment that they live in. And we talked about it again on Wednesday night. And I want us to think about it again this morning. You see, these people who lived in this day, they were seduced by Satan through the people in whose land they dwelt. They were lured in to all the gods around them. And what happened? When they did that, God allowed the people of the world to take them captive. And then they would cry out to God, and and God would send a judge that would lead them into being faithful for God, that would set a good example for them. And under those times, they enjoyed times of peace. You see, when they allowed themselves to begin worshiping the gods and being influenced by the the things going on in the culture and the whose land they dwelt, they became just like them. They were no different. Boy, what a challenge. Judges 21 and verse 25, the Bible says, In those days there was no king in Israel. Everyone did what was right in his own eyes. This is thousands of years ago, and if we didn't know it was written thousands of years ago, we could say, boy, that sounds just like today. How are we different? Are we fighting to be different? Let us turn to God. Fathers, mothers, let us realize what Satan is using and let's also use that same medium for the glory of God to show our young people and others how to use it the right way. Let's be different than the culture and the gods of the culture. Also remember in 1 Samuel chapter 17, you remember David? You remember David, the little boy David that had been anointed king? And he's going down to the battle. You see, the Israelites were in this battle with the Philistines. You remember that battlefield? The Israelites were on one hill and the Philistines were on the other hill. And, and the Philistines had this giant Goliath. I mean, he was the champion. And he come out into the battlefield and, and he's mocking God's people. Just bring somebody out to fight me. And David comes along to visit his brothers and and he hears what's happening. And he hears this giant mocking God's people and he's angered by that. He doesn't like it. He was ready to fight, but the king, King Saul, who by the way you remember, the Bible said when he was chosen, he stood head and shoulders above all the rest. This mighty king, King Saul, he was afraid he didn't even go out and fight the giant. And so all the people were also afraid. But not David, at least not at this moment. You see, David saw the enemy. David knew there was a fight. But he didn't passively sit by and ignore what was happening. He did declare to Goliath, you see, I'm going to defeat you. Why? 
Because the battle belongs to the Lord. You see, here's the unique thing about what David did. Is it important for us to turn these things over to the Lord? Yes. David declared, this battle belongs to the Lord. But he didn't sit down and say, alright Lord, I'm just waiting on you. You fight the battle for me. He got in the fight, didn't he? He said, I'm going to fight. I'm not going to sit by. Yes, Lord, I need you to help me here. I need you to be in the battle. The battle belongs to you, but I'm going to be your soldier. And I'm going to fight. I'm going to fight against this enemy. And the Lord provided. And the Lord, through His soldier, David, conquered the enemy, Goliath. You see, we have to remember who we are also fighting against. It's the enemy of Satan. You remember what Paul said in Ephesians chapter 6 and verse 12? For we do not wrestle against flesh and blood. but against the principalities, against powers, against the rulers of darkness of this age, against spiritual hosts of wickedness in the heavenly places. In reality, though, we don't agree with what all those actors do. Though we don't, do not agree with, with all the, the singers and performers in the music industry. Though we do not agree with, with every video game or every book that's ever been written. You see, the battle is not against flesh and blood. It's not against those people. Though Satan will use those people. You see, the battle is against Satan. And I have to decide. And we have to decide. Will we fight? Or will we sit back like King Saul and the Israelites and watch? It's a little terrifying, I have to admit. But I want to fight. Will you fight? Let's fight together. Let's encourage one another. Let's hold each other up. Let's walk hand in hand in the battle together and declare to Satan the battle belongs to the Lord. We can't do it on our own. David fought in the name and in the power of the Lord. Paul said in verse 10 of Ephesians chapter 6, Finally, my brethren, be strong in the Lord and in the power of His might. Paul would say elsewhere, if God is for us, who can be against us? Our God is more powerful. Our God is stronger. Our God is more wise than Satan ever thought about being. And through the Lord and the power of His might, we can stand against the devil. We can overcome his tricks. Tricks. The same tricks He's been using since the beginning of time. The same tricks that He seeks to use to seduce us today, just like He did to those Israelites in the times of the judges. Paul would go on to tell us 
to put on the whole armor of God, which includes seeking to do things right, the gospel of peace, faith in God, living by the faith, salvation of God, the sword of the Spirit, that's our weapon, the Word of God, and prayer. God, it says, put these things on. Use these weapons. Not against the people that are being used, but against the enemy behind the people who are being used. We have to be careful how we use media. How we use and enjoy the entertainment industry. It's a challenge. And that's the reason I've struggled with this lesson this week. Because I'm affected by it. But together, and with the help and the power of God, we can overcome. I read something also that reminded us, reminded me that Satan uses this medium to create addicts. Those that are addicted to all forms of media and entertainment. And we have to realize that those that have fallen victim to these devices and become addicted to them and addicted to other things, we must realize because of what these things can do to our brains chemically, part of the help that we can have is also to seek professional help or special programs. Do not be ashamed of that. You see, those helps are important too. And those are other ways that we can be involved in. And we serve several of those programs. Teen Challenge being one of them. But there's others around. Pray for them. Realize those are other helps to attack this enemy. Steve Jobs, at the end of his life, shared some powerful words. He died a billionaire at the age of 56 years old of pancreatic cancer. And here are some of the words that he shared while on his sick bed. I reached the pinnacle of success in the business world. In others' eyes, my life is an epitome of success. However, aside from work, I have little joy. In the end, wealth is only a fact of life that I'm accustomed to. At this moment, lying on the sick bed and recalling my whole life, I realize that all the recognition and wealth that I took so much pride in have paled and become meaningless in the face of impending death. You can employ someone to drive the car for you, make money for you, but you cannot have someone bear the sickness for you. Material things lost can be found. But there is one thing that can never be found when it is lost. Life. When a person goes into the operating room, he will realize that there is one book that he has yet to finish reading. That's the book of a healthy life. 
Whichever stage in life we are at right now, with time we will face the day when the, certain, when the curtain comes down. Treasure love for your family, love for your spouse, love for your friends. Treat yourself well, cherish others. As we grow older and hence wiser, we slowly realize that wearing a $300 or $30 watch, they both tell the same time. Whether we carry a $300 or a $30 wallet or handbag, the amount of money inside is the same. Whether we drive a $150,000 car or a $30,000 car, the road and distance is the same and we get to the same destination. Whether the house we live in is 300 or 3,000 square feet, loneliness is the same. You will realize your true inner happiness does not come from the material things of this world. Therefore, I hope you realize when you have mates, buddies, and old friends, brothers and sisters who you chat with, laugh with, talk with, have sing songs with, talk about north, east, south, east, and west, or heaven and earth, that is true happiness. You see, Steve Jobs realized, though with all his money, that couldn't buy happiness. God already knew that, didn't He? And He says there's only true peace and true happiness found in Jesus Christ. And you see, as we go up against the enemy, we have to make our choice. Are we going to fight like David? Are we going to be passive like the children of Israel in the time of the judges or like King Saul and the rest of Israel like soldiers? It's not going to be easy. Sometimes we will fall. But I want you to look around. It's our prayer that this is a church that will stand with each other. And when we see our fallen fellow soldier, we will reach out a hand and we will lift them up and say, I'm ready to walk with you. I'm praying with you. Because one day I might be the one laying down. Do you need Jesus today? Do you need to ask for forgiveness? Do you need to ask for strength to fight? Let us help you any way we can as together we stand and sing.